and to bring you your fix of everything related to the Montreal Canadiens. Two men who could seriously use an intervention. Your source of Habs talk. Right from the rock. Right from the rock. Junkie and GK. Okay, you little grasshoppers, welcome to episode number eight of The Fix. My name is Matt, also known as Hockey Junkie, and my co-host GK, he couldn't make it for this one. So, I'm gonna do my best to try and truck on without him, even though it's gonna be tough because he's a beauty. But in today's podcast, I'm gonna go over three of the games that the Canadians played last week. I'll talk about some news, some trade rumors, because we love those. And of course, give a little update on some of the prospects as well. Because some of these guys are doing just wicked down there. So, a bit of a shitty start last week, without a doubt, that game against Buffalo wasn't pretty at all. The Sabres came out of the gate on far, jeez, I mean, within the scratch of an ass, they already had a couple of goals scored. I'm not 100% sure, but I even think that they broke some kind of a team record during that game, but it was weird. I've got the stats up on the board here right now, and it was like 3-1 to for the Sabres within the first three minutes of the game. Jake Allen was Swiss cheese out there. He lit in way too many goals, seven in total. At one point, I was thinking, hey, maybe Marty St. Louis is going to pull him from the game. But then I remembered, this is the first of a back-to-back, and there's no way this is happening because Mountain Ball is playing the next night. So Allen did stick it out. He was a good sport about it. Right up until Jeff Skinner scored that last go on the power play. Wow. And that's when the Tiger got out of the cage for Jake Allen. He smashed his stick off the goalpost. He kind of lost his mind. The Habs defensemen were just skating around with their hands in their pockets, whistling like... It was a very awkward ending to the game. Now, the Canadians did score two goals during that game. I mean, it wasn't much to brag about, especially compared to the Sabres. Cole Caulfield scored a goal early on into the first period. And Sean Monaghan would get on the board as well. And he was on the board throughout the entire week, okay? I'm going to be talking about him lots during this podcast because the guy is just prime rib right now. But do you want to know a couple of guys that weren't prime rib during that game against Buffalo? Mike Matheson, Joel Edmondson, and even Jordan Harris. All right, three of these guys look lost. Mike Matheson looked like uh, he was on some kind of medication that was making him drowsy to start this one. But I did give the guy a little bit of a hard pass off the beginning because he just got back from an injury. But... Joe Edmondson, man, he did not look good at all during this one. And so far this season, I don't know, Joe Edmondson just doesn't look like the same Joe Edmondson that we've seen during his first year when the Canadians acquired him. That's for sure. Now, a couple more notes about this game before we move on. My God, Rasmus Dahlin, man, what a defenseman this guy is. If somebody, one of these young kids in the Canadian system right now on D can just step up and even become three quarters of the defenseman that Darlene is offensively, then they're going to have a wicked addition. Okay, Lane Hudson, bro, I'm looking at you, little man. 
But Darlene is also like, he's got this annoying aura around him. Do you know what I mean? He's really, really annoying. He kind of reminds me of one of these pretend tough guys. I think one of these days this is really going to backfire on him. Someone's going to want to cave his head in when nobody's looking. And it's going to happen. Maybe not next game. Maybe not even this season. But at some point, someone's going to get this kid and just give him a greasy old licking and hopefully learns his lesson. And last note on this one. Speaking of caving people's heads in. Arbor Jackoy was a healthy scratch during this one. He was the odd man out. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Like, the game was less entertaining without him in the lineup. And I said when the game was over, you know, very next video on YouTube, I said, I hope that this never happens again. It can't. And guess what? St. Louis listened temporarily. Because moving on now to the snooze fist. God. Oh, the Canadians versus the Blue Jackets. The redemption game. The Canadians lost the last time these two teams met, but they won this one by a score of 3-1. to one. A lot of you probably didn't even realize this yet because you fell asleep at some point during the first half of the game. Because what a boring two periods of hockey. Barely any shots, no hit, no pulse at all. Jeez. I've seen more entertaining road hockey games than this one. And then the third period starts and bam, everybody wakes up because the freaking Columbus Cannon goes off. The most annoying sound in hockey besides, well, Jack Edwards bitching of course. But Columbus struck first early in the third period off a play that I really didn't like from Mike Matheson. I thought he tried dodging a chick here. It looked kind of weak. There was a Columbus player coming at him and he just... Yeah. He checked out a little early on the play. Half the puck up to Matthew Olivier out of all people in this world to score a goal. And he gets another one. He loves playing against the Habs. So it's one zip for the Blue Jackets at this point. And guess who gets on the board next? Why am I even saying it like that? Of course you know. It's Arbor Jackoy. He does what he does best. Puts the puck on the net. It finds a way in. And Chewbacca, David Severed, he scores one shortly after. Sean Monaghan, again his name comes up. Our little prime rib seals it with an empty netter. And just like that, the Canadians say no. I will not go on a losing streak. And they pull it off against Columbus. Now, I honestly tried very hard to forget everything that happened in the first two periods of this game. Which was, well, really easy. Because nothing even happened. But that third period was pretty good. We get to see some goals again. The Canadians come out on top. And Jack High in that game, I thought he played... His best game of the entire season. Man, he was solid. I was thinking there was no way after that performance that they're going to rotate him again. And no, they didn't. He would also play during the third game of the week, which was on Friday afternoon against the Blackhawks. Now, funny story. I almost totally forgot that this game was even happening during the afternoon. I was thinking, oh yeah, 8.30 at night the Habs are playing. Of course they are. That's what time it is every night in Newfoundland. But no, curveball. Luckily, I got a good buddy. Well, good besides being a Leafs fan, but he reminded me that the Canadians were playing early, just like everybody else. So luckily, I didn't miss it because what a dramatic game this one was. Marty St. Louis elected to go back to the same lineup and did it ever pay off because the Canadians won in overtime. 3-2, to 
But putting the final dagger into the Blackhawks was former Hawk himself, Kirby Doc. Yeah, what a beauty shootout goal to win the game. Actually, the entire Coffee line scored during this shootout. We had a goal from Caulfield. We had another Datsuk flip from Suzuki. And Kirby Doc would see up the deal. What a goal. What a celebration. Doing the old Hawk Hogan, I can't hear you pose. Jeez, while the crowd was just booing him. That's what you call finishing a game in style. Now, I also thought that the Canadians defensemen, they came together and they all just played nice. They played a good game as a unit. And not only defensively, geez, we had Joel Edmondson chipping in on the offense. He scored a nice goal from a sweet Sean Monaghan dish. Huh? There's that prime rib name again. Now, Nick Suzuki also scored on the power play, but he gets enough praise, okay? We're going to go back to Sean Monaghan. And this guy was like the common denominator throughout the entire week. His stock is rising, okay? It's rising really high. Every game he's been impressing me. The points are coming at a higher rate. And really, outside of that first line, there's not a whole lot that's been clicking. Besides Sean Monaghan, he's the only one getting the job done. When you got a guy that's even making Joel Edmondson score goals in the offensive zone, man, you got a good player. He's doing good. And with all the trade rumors floating around lately, you know, with Kent Hughes himself admitting that he's looking for another first round pick hitting into this year's draft, man. Things are looking up. I'm willing to bet that if the plan is to move Sean Monaghan, he's going to be worth a first round pick. There's not a doubt in my mind. He's dead good right now. The term is nice. The hit overall is nice. And most importantly, you can play him on the wing. You can play him at center. And he's just looking good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's got Suzuki and Caulfield on his line. God, I seen him sit up Yoel Armia like twice during that game. Monaghan right now could easily have even more points than what he's already got, but due to his teammates, they're a little bit lower than what they could be. So if you're asking me who the most valuable player is right now in the Canadiens roster in terms of trade bait, it's a no-brainer. It's Sean Monaghan, and while fans are beginning to get attached to this guy, there's a reason why that's happening. It's because he's gold, and I got a feeling that somebody's going to come knocking with an offer that Hughes just can't say no to it. He's going to do it. Now, Kent Hughes did an interview the other day on TVA Sports, and uh, that's the one where he admitted that he's looking for another first-round pick. And he also said that he's been working the phones hard because people are calling, GMs are calling, and it almost sounded as if a deal is on the horizon, okay? Something's getting pretty close to happening. And I know I just talked about Sean Monaghan, but another name that keeps getting brought up, and he's in a completely different ballpark salary-wise, he's got lots of term, it's Josh Anderson. He's a prime target right now, even with the cap hit he's got. Apparently, the New Jersey Devils are interested in a player like Anderson. Calgary's interested. Edmonton's interested. Elliot Friedman would say the other night on Hockey Night in Canada that Edmonton is just itching to get their hands on a forward. A player to replace Evander Kane. And who better than big Josh Anderson? Man, the bidding must be just going nuts for this guy. So keep your crazy little eyes on this one because I wouldn't be shocked at all if Anderson gets moved, okay? He could be like last year Ravioli. There's also been some talks about teams being interested in Joe Edmondson. Now, I don't know if any of these rumors are actually legit compared to the other ones that I've been talking about, but uh, there is a bit of a fuss over Joe Edmondson. Then you got your yin-yangs, you know, your Evgeny Dadnovs, your Johnny Drouins. 
I'm not expecting much from these guys. I don't think they're going to get moved just yet because, well, they're worthless. You wouldn't get a bag of hickory sticks for both these guys right now on the market. But Sean Monaghan and Josh Anderson and even Mike Hoffman, who's got some decent numbers all of a sudden despite being injured, could potentially turn some heads. Now, moving on, let's talk about some of the prospects. There's not a whole lot this week on prospects, but there's a little bit. Owen Bick, man, just continues to impress. He's got 29 points now in 20 games for the Mississauga Steelheads. I was looking at some highlights from him the other night, and uh, he's shown some feistiness, okay? He's got a bit of that in his game, so he's he's a little more well-rounded than I even thought from the beginning. Dropped the mitts with a guy the other night that he was pissed off with and just gave him a dirty old knuckle sandwich looked like he was in complete control during this one you can look it up on it's on twitter i think it's on actually i gotta post it on youtube if you want to see it it was a good tilt but man these numbers 29 points in 20 games 15 goals i'm gonna say it again if this draft was redone on bick goes in the first round he's a beauty as for logan mayu who's also playing in the ohl he's still pretty much a point per game he's got 14 points in 15 now which is pretty good stuff for a defenseman. Moving on with some more players in the OHL, we got Philip Mejard, the other first-round pick for the Montreal Canadiens at the 2022 draft. He's got 16 points in 14 games, 6 goals, 10 assists. Not quite the same point-per-game average as Owen Bick, but he's been doing pretty good. Now, little side story that I read the other day was an article on Arbor Jack Eye. Apparently, when the Habs management were trying to send Philip Majera to the OHL, he was kind of hesitant about the whole thing. He didn't really want to go down. But our boy, Arbor Jacki, he stepped up to the plate. He showed some uh, leadership, especially for a young kid. And he actually kind of convinced Majera to, you know, go down to the OHL. He spoke him into it a little bit. Gave him some contact numbers. Told him all about the Kitchener Rangers and how wicked they are. Probably, you know, you could get three scoops of ice cream after the game. If you win, you can get five. And Majerre really likes ice cream. So he went down there, no-brainer. But I don't know what you guys think. This is what Kent Hughes wanted from Majerre. This is what he wanted him to do. So just seeing a young kid like Harbour Jack, I step in there and kind of help with coaching this kid and his decision. Man, I bet Kent Hughes was just pumped about this. Kent Hughes has Wi-Fi everywhere he goes now. Moving on to another prospect, my favorite little man of the bunch of little men that we got right now in the prospect pool, Lane Hudson. Tree apples, Todd. The guy's got 15 points now in 13 games for the Boston University. And I don't know if you guys have been looking at his highlights on Twitter or on YouTube, but my God, this guy is just skillful insane he's insane when he's got the puck he makes things happen he's all over the ice he's just he's so small nobody can catch him nobody seems to be able to hit him right he's a shifty little bastard down there and he's only 18 years old look him up look at his highlights and look at his numbers and then look at his comparables to some of the guys that were playing in this league that are now in the nhl and i'm telling you it's gonna blow your mind there's more of a chance of me becoming a vegetarian than Lane Hudson not making the NHL. And heads up, I'm not becoming a vegetarian. And that pretty much wraps up the prospect update. Now, one thing that really chaps my ass about this weekend was uh, no games on Saturday. Man, I know the Habs played Friday. They played an afternoon game against the Hawks, of course. But jeez, there's nothing worse than waking up on Saturday and just staring at the wall, wondering like, oh my God, there's no Habs game tonight. 
It's painful. It's painful. And the next time the Canadians play, it's going to be on Tuesday. It's going to be against the San Jose Sharks. And you know, all they're going to be talking about is Eric Carlson. Where's Eric Carlson going? Nobody cares where Eric Carlson's going. He can go to bed. But then after that game, the Habs go out west. And this is a time where when I used to live in Alberta, I used to be happier than a pig and shit. I'd always buy tickets to go see the Canadians when they came to Edmonton. And they always disappointed me. They always lost. Great. Thanks. Jeez. But their first stop is on Thursday. They're going to play against the Calgary Flames. And then on the weekend, on Saturday, they're going to be playing against the Edmonton Oilers. For those of us living on the east side of Canada, it's nice knowing that uh, the times aren't going to be too late when the Canadians are playing. On Thursday against the Calgary Flames, they play 10.30 p.m. Newfoundland time, which is bad, but I mean, it's not too bad. But on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers, it's a normal start, 8.30 Newfoundland time, so you don't have to stay up too late. And if you do hate staying up late, don't even look any further at the schedule because the following week, it's going to suck ass. Now, as for the top boy bit of the week, I know last week Gary kicked my ass. I know he's already laughing at this because he basically won the entire bit during the first minute of the game when Buffalo started running away with it. Because if you don't remember, I bit Gary last week that the Canadians would win every game. Long story short, I was down two beers after the very first game. Jeez. Now, as for this week... And I know because he's not here to defend himself, I got the advantage on this one. My God, if I don't win this one, it's going to be a complete embarrassment. I'm going to go with a one beer bit, okay, because he's not here to defend himself. And I'm trying to be Mr. Nice Guy here. But I'm going to say that Arbor Jack Eye drops the gloves next week. It's going to happen during one of these three games. Now, you might say, of course he's going to drop the gloves, but don't, okay? Because he's only dropped the gloves during the regular season right now, uh, like three times in 21 games. So the odds are definitely in Gary's favor here. I mean, he might not even be playing for a couple of games this week. So I think it's a pretty good deal. And now that we got that out of the way, that wraps up this week's episode of The Fix. I hope you all enjoyed. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on the way out of here. If there's an option to leave a comment, you could do that too. Say something nice. Call me an idiot. I don't care. Go ahead, take center stage, and hey, well, see you next time. 